0: Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey,
1: everyone. It's me.
0: I just want to start off this episode by saying that this is my last Sunday as a 17-year-old because my birthday is on Wednesday, and I'm turning 18. So yeah, I'm really excited to just enter adulthood and just be in this new era of life.
1: You can buy, like, cigarettes now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can Can almost drink... um, It's just crazy. Like, I feel so old and mature now.
1: So. It just, yeah, I mean, time really flies. You know, your youth goes by. But at least, you know, <laughs> next year you're out of high
0: school. Exactly. Well, actually, I graduated early. So oh, okay, got it. yeah. So. Um Yeah. Jokes aside, I'm actually turning 29, <laughs> which is significantly less appealing than 18. But I don't know. I just feel, I feel like, late 20s aren't as bad as you think they are like in your mid-20s you are dreading the thought of turning 30 but now that I'm kind of here it's really not that bad like it really isn't
1: yeah maybe I'm delusional
0: and this is just my way of like (laughs) rationalizing just coping with your age no
1: I, I I I get that I really do I think this past year has been super hard like turning 26 I was it was, like, for me, a weird feeling of, like, I'm getting older. What does it mean? But I'm starting to feel that settle. And I've I've heard people, like, who turned 30, like, my brother turned 30 this year. And he was just saying that he was, like, really excited about it. So I feel like that's a common thing where you kind of get over this, like, weird feeling of gr- getting older. And then you kind of come into this acceptance of it. But that's exciting. 29.
0: Yeah. Oh my, so I... You know, Bed Bath & Beyond is going out of, like, they're going out of business, right?
1: Wait, really? I didn't know They're going
0: out of business. So if you go to Bed Bath & Beyond, tip for anyone out there, the sales are, like, 50% to 70% off right now for, like, everything in the store. So Russell's mom called me, like, on Tuesday, and she was like, hey, Bed Bath & Beyond is going out of stock. Like, do you want to go shopping? And that could be, like, your birthday present. And... When I tell you, I was so excited to go to Bed Bath and Beyond to buy sheets and like a pair of tongs. That that really (laughs) put my age into perspective. Like, I don't care about like going on some big trip. I just want a nice pair of bed sheets and a comforter. Like that sounds great to me.
1: I feel that. That's so funny.
0: Did you get did you get them? You got some nice sheets? Yeah, we got bed sheets. Um, I got a 50 pack of hangers. We got some oh, silverware, some dish rack, like it was great. I was so Are excited. they the good
1: hangers? Are they the ones that like are like cloth? Yeah. Are they the, yeah? Yeah, like the, the nice felt hangers. ones, like the, <laughs> yeah. and they're
0: like space savers. So they're super skinny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love
1: that. I love being an adult. <laughs> no, I That's I, so I Emily and I have like caraway pants and like that was the Ooh, biggest purchase this. we had bought in. And it was just like truly like, it feels so nice cooking with them all the time. Granted, yeah. they're not, they kind of are already like burnt to the bottom because you have to take like crazy oh, extra care of them. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, I know what you mean. The feeling of getting your home. home <laughs> in. So I want a Dyson vacuum cleaner so bad. I don't even clean. I'm not good at cleaning. Yeah. Just but to I have I it sitting Dyson.
0: somewhere in the house. Right. It just looks I'll leave
1: nice. it out for when company comes, they can be like, oh, she's, she's rich. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fun that you're I'm, I'm excited that you're turning 29 i think that's that's exciting i feel like i'm sad because last year i was able to go to your birthday and we, it was a fun cute little lake are you planning on any like
0: trips this year um not really i think obviously when i turn 30 we want to do something big but nothing crazy we want to go to the Philippines, or we're going to the philippines in december slash january so just kind of like saving money for that i'm also going to like a bachelorette party in santa barbara and then we're also going to vegas in september so we have like a lot of tiny trips planned so i'm just saving my money for my birthday um maybe i'll get a few other little trinkets and appliances that i can use but i don't want to like do anything big for myself
1: I really wanted to go to the Philippines because you kind of extended the offer. And I'm like, that sounds like so much fun. That yeah. that sounds like a good time. Um, but yeah, that that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Are you excited so, to be back in the, the motherland to, to do that? Because that's I really am, next year.
0: I'm, so there's another topic that we want to discuss probably in another episode, but I am kind of nervous and I'm mostly excited, but kind of nervous because like I'm half Filipino, but I'm, American like I I feel like in their eyes I'm very whitewashed and like I don't know the language I've only been there once when I was literally an infant so I don't really have any experience being immersed in my culture and I don't know I just have this sense of anxiety going back and like what are they gonna think like are they even gonna even notice that I am Filipino are they gonna be like oh that's that look at that little white girl over there like what are they gonna say And I know I shouldn't like be stressed about what other people are thinking, but I don't know. It's just like the fact that this is like my motherland home culture that I want to take it seriously. I don't want to disrespect anyone. I don't know. It's kind of weird.
1: I'm laughing because Lemon right now is being a maniac in the background. (laughs) But um, I feel the same. And yeah, I want to actually take a whole episode and talk about it because I'm going to Mexico a little later this year. And similar feeling where I feel like I'm af- afraid to be alone in Mexico because I'm there's a the worry that I won't be able to like communicate the way that I feel like I, I want to be able to, even though in my head I'm I'm I feel like I'm delusional and I'm like I can speak the language, but I know immediately when I'm there I'm gonna crumble. But I, I feel that where I'm like sort of outside of my culture and but like I really want to you know feel a part of it and it is hard kind of growing up in America and sort of it, it being stripped away from you and you not being able to like really feel your roots. And I, I get that. And I think it's important to talk about like having those um, experiences as someone who is a marginalized person within America. So like how, you know, maybe we can be seen as an outsider from let's say the motherland versus like being in the United States and being also seen as an outsider. Um, so I think it's an interesting topic. And I'm, I, I really wanna, I think we've probably, briefly touched upon in the past, but I I think it's something interesting that we can kind of, you know, get into because, yeah, I have so many thoughts and I have so much resentment towards my parents and stuff. And I think it's a a really good conversation that I I know that a lot of other people have experienced. So yeah, I just feel so
0: ill-prepared. Like, how dare my mom and my grandma (laughs) not teach me the language? That's so disrespectful to me.
1: Trust me. It's my 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 oldest siblings learned Spanish, but wh- me—why? Why was I the only one left out? Who fucking knows? But I know. here we are. And yeah, um, yeah. Forever, my my family is on my my shit list for that. Mm.
0: Never, we'll never forgive them for that. Um, yeah. But I mean, to get into really the meat of this episode, we discussed earlier that this is going to be titled the complaining episode. So. Basically, we're just gonna be complaining the whole time, and you guys are just gonna listen to it and you're gonna like it.
1: No, truly, the complaining episode. There's so much to go into. Right when we got on the call, I almost started like crying. I've, I've been in this weird fit where now, anywhere that I go, like I went to the plant shop the other day, and I have like a friend that I go and I see and I talk to, and I'm there. And as soon as I started speaking with her, I just like crumbled, and I was like, I don't know what's happening to me. But just like being a person being a human being doing normal things has been so hard for me lately and yeah I, I'll, we'll get into it but uh, so very sad news recently um and it's probably why we didn't record last week it's just been a really stressful time um but i lost my job and that was really rough for me i was laid off and it's been super hard And I don't know if anyone else has experienced uh, something similar or been in a situation where, like, your company is outsourcing or um, whatever it may be, um, and they cut half your team down, and you're one of the people they choose. It's really heartbreaking because I've just been going through the motions of like this grief of after being told, like, you know, you're gone, going in your computer, and immediately being kicked off everything. And like your norm not being normal anymore. It just has been super weird. And I've just been super not okay or not in a good place because I just don't know what my life is gonna look like in the next however like the next the rest of the year. Um, and how I'm going to be able to find a new job. It's it's weird. And I don't know if, if you feel felt this way when you're like jumping around to do different positions. I'm always worried that what I was doing at like my current job at the time is so niche and specific for that specific job that I won't be able to apply it somewhere else. And so I've been feeling super like no place is going to hire me because what I was capable of doing was only f- specific or niche for that, my specific job. So now I feel like just sort of out of wax and afraid that I'm never going to get a job and um yeah, I got super emotional on the calls with my managers afterwards because I think who wouldn't be, you know, but it is kind of to me, it felt really unfortunate timing because I just moved back to Florida and they are be- being very weird with who they give hormone replacement therapy to for trans adults and now I don't have health insurance. Um, and now i don't have any means to move again if we decide to move again so it becomes like this whole freak out that i'm having as soon as it like it's all settling like okay i i can't like my last prescription of hormones that i was prescribed through planned parenthood which i can't be prescribed again because ronna santa's passed bill. But the last ones i can't even pick up because i don't have insurance for it so out of pocket it's like 200 bucks for um one month of estradiol and three months of spironolactone and it's a whole thing where now i'm like worried that if i switch it to a different pharmacy that's cheaper that pharmacy won't fill it because certain pharmacies aren't filling prescriptions for trans people it's like weird like florida's like truly become like this really weird place and so i'm kind of going through these like motions and i'm this is definitely very complaining episode but I'm kind of freaking out, and it's been very hard the past um, two weeks. It's been last day of Pride Month. It was the last day of Pride Month, and they were like, "We're gonna end it with the bang." So, yeah, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm applying to jobs and stuff. It's it's weird being unemployed. I'm kind of sitting every morning. I'm like sitting there, and Emily's working. And I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> like I'm not a human being right now what do I do? So.
0: Yeah. I get it. I feel like as much as we complain about working, it's such a big part of our daily routine. So even if you like just take a day off or you call out sick, there's always like that guilt that you feel or that feeling like you should be doing something more productive with your time and if you're not, then you're like a failure for the day. And I feel like growing older When I was younger, I always was in the mindset that if I work super hard, then I'm gonna get everything that I want and I'm gonna be the best employee and they're gonna treat me so well and my life is gonna be perfect. And I guess that is the case for some people, but like in your instance and so many other people's instances this year and last year, just recently, like people who are amazing at their job are getting laid off. People who have done nothing wrong, people who have contributed so much more than other people at their company are the ones that are getting laid off. And it's like, it just puts into perspective how unfortunately disposable we are to these companies. Like you can put your entire soul and all of your effort and all of your time into a role. But at the end of the day, if the company, for whatever reason, doesn't think that it's sustainable to have you on their payroll anymore, You're done. And it's in a blink of an eye, like you have to turn in your equipment. You don't have any access to any of the databases. You have to say goodbye. You don't even get to say goodbye to everyone on your team. Like it's so sudden. Like it's just like everything that you've done for the past few years or however long that you've been there doesn't matter anymore. And I don't know, just seeing that, seeing people go through that just changes your perspective a little bit in terms of how much you work. Obviously, I still want to do a good job, but it's like, I don't really want to do more than what's necessary of me because I feel like at the end of the day, I'm not really that valuable. Like they can tell me that I am to my face. They can tell me you're doing such a great job. Like I can see you growing in the company. I, you have so much potential, but next day, if they don't think my role is that important anymore, I'm gone. And it's like, what are you supposed to do? And having a job, like you can't really do anything as an adult without money. That's the sad reality, especially as a trans person, like hormones, that's the most stressful part is like having insurance, making sure you have insurance so that you don't have to pay $9,000 every month for a refill. And that's the sad reality for a lot of people. If you don't have insurance, if you don't have a job that will cover it, you have to pay so much money out of pocket. And like Trying to find a job is stressful enough, but also having to worry about your transition, how you're going to pay for rent, how you're going to do all of these things. It's so overwhelming. So, honestly, if you want to cry every single hour of every day, I get it. Like, it makes sense. It's completely justifiable. And I do understand, like, feeling as though you have a very particular skill set that only works for one position, but I truly think that you will find another position. And I'm hoping this was kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah, you got laid off, but I am manifesting that you find a job that has a much better culture. You feel better. You're more comfortable in it and there's more room for growth. So I think you will find something. Um, I think it's, you know, it is stressful. You do have some time to figure things out. I know you want to like go, go, go and get a job as soon as possible. But I also think you should just really be kind to yourself and give yourself some time to just relax and process your emotions, which you have been doing. But I I think you'll be okay. I really do.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Emily Emily has been saying the same thing to me. She was like, you need to take like a week or two to just like not think, like genuinely just do nothing. And um, I didn't listen because I immediately went into panic mode. I remember when it happened I just kept crying to her and I was like I just kept saying I'm sorry. And I'm going to start crying right now. It's tough because to be just like I you know I love my team and I loved you know doing the work that I did. Uh, it is unfortunate how everything played out. I'm not going to say anything bad about anything. I'm, I'm I I can't but um it is very hard to just you know go through that, um, especially because a month ago I was on a conversation with the person that laid me off and I, they told me I was gonna get a raise. And they were saying all these nice things about me. I had a really great um, like year review. It was like a perfect score. And it was like everything that I did, I just constantly get, kept getting complimented on. So I was like, I'm doing things right. I'm like doing things great. And then even after everything, like my managers were like, this could have been anyone. Like it was truly just like out of the hat pick, which I don't necessarily believe, but I don't wanna speculate. I think it's just gonna make me more upset, but evidently it had nothing to do with my skill, but it, it is, I mean, I, I, I have to put a pause in my grad school cause I can't afford the classes. Like I had a lot writing on this job and it's why I think there's such a fatal flaw with America that like is at its deep core, that like now I'm really experiencing that I'm sure a million other people have experienced. It's just like having your single job be the one thing that holds up your healthcare, your schooling, like every single aspect of you to be a functioning member of society, your one job is what is what guarantees those basic human rights is like insane to me. And it's really heartbreaking and I'm seeing myself experience this. I know a lot of companies have been going through layoffs lately. The Trevor Project, I think, learning and development team, or just teams in general, I saw on LinkedIn a lot of people were getting uh, laid off. But if anyone knows anybody that's hiring <laughs> and wants to hook it up, I'm. I'll let you know my specialties. I work in learning and development. I am an instructional designer. I, I'm. I was a training specialist in my role. I'm able to work with an LMS or like learning management systems and, in, and all these things. And if you want my resume, I'll send it to you, but I promise I'm a top tier employee, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really sad and things are really hard and um, I'm not sure what my next step is. Um, it's, it's, it's difficult. I have a few people like reach out to me and like, really wanting to help me. And it's been kind of had like sort of push and like, I do video editing stuff as well on the side. And so I've, I've had a few people kind of give me, you know, contacts and um, to be able to like edit videos and stuff for people, which has been really sweet. So that maybe it's some income coming in, but it's really hard. Um, and I'm just, I would just wish things were different. I had so much planned this year. Um, and yeah, now I just have to feel, I, I just, yeah, I don't know i'm really sad
0: i really still think you should take that just like some time off and just decompress i think it'll be good for you
1: yeah i think so too i think having yeah i don't know because you i mean you've applied
0: to some places right so yeah i feel like like put in the last few applications that you have and then just take a second and then during that time hopefully people will start getting back to you and then you can start up again
1: so I I've been trying not to sit with my thoughts a lot I have been kind of going really crazy mode where I don't really sleep anymore um I've been super stressed out so um I've been waking up at like 6 a.m or like more like 7 a.m I've been waking up at 7 a.m and I've been going to the gym every morning because I'm like if I'm awake I have to be doing something and then I'll come home I'll like read or I'll apply to jobs but I've been like going super Just go 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 and um i bought tickets to colombia because emily's job is taking her to colombia so i still have those tickets so in like a week i'll be in colombia and i think i'm that's when i'm just gonna like do nothing
0: honestly just pretend like nothing else matters but it sucks because
1: Emily's working well in Colombia, right? So my intention was I'm gonna bring my work laptop and I'm just gonna work in a new like country, like a different country, and it was gonna be fun and whatever. But now I don't have anything to do and I don't want to be like alone in like a foreign country exploring by myself. So if anyone is in Colombia and wants to hang out with me, <laughs>
0: honestly, um, having nothing to do in Colombia versus working on a laptop in Colombia is a much better option. Yeah,
1: I know, I know. You can just I still have be, the tickets because I didn't buy, right? I didn't buy any security on the tickets, like insurance. So I just have to go, and you know what? And maybe I deserve it. Be, I think you paid yeah. for it. It's just go. No. Yeah, I'm. I'm just so upset. Yeah. Uh, it's rough. Yeah, and I know. So I've. That's kind of been my my like life. It's been dealing with the stress of. I'm trying to get off my phone when it, when it like, I'm off Twitter completely. Fuck Twitter, it's truly a shithole. And like, it completely destroys me. I, I don't know if you got, th- yeah, you did get threads. How do you feel about it?
0: Um, I don't use Twitter anymore either, but I also don't really go on threads either. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just like something about just looking at other people's thoughts. I don't really care <laughs> too much anymore. Like I don't care what oh, you're thinking. No. I don't care what your feelings are. I just want to watch my funny little TikToks and I, have
1: a good time. <laughs> I wish I was like that so much. Well, I care too much, I think. I'm like, I have to be reading the news always. So I like, all I I only follow like, I follow my friends because it automatically follows, but I like go to all the political people and I like I'm engaged with like Aaron Reed or um I don't know, like other popular political like writers or whatever. And... um so I've just been kind of keeping just to keep track but um yeah I I feel that though maybe I should just like get off of it all but I just want Elon Musk to suffer so
0: yeah that's I feel nice. like threads is better than Twitter just like culturally I don't know Twitter is like kind of scary now
1: yeah when you go on it like you're immediately just i mean i'm consumed with just content from nazis just like constantly um the second you get on twitter but threats has felt very wholesome and i don't know i i've, I've really enjoyed the culture on it. it feels the way that twitter used to feel they just have to i i want it to be exactly like twitter just not owned by twitter so i really like i want a search bar i wish that there was like a news tab but I don't know how much they can really base it off of what Twitter is.
0: Yeah. It's so funny to me also that everyone on Twitter is verified now. Like some random person with seven followers and is like being transphobic just feels mm-hmm. like they're God because they have a check mark. Like <laughs> you paid for that, sweetie. And I almost
1: I almost appreciate the people that aren't verified, like all the famous people that didn't buy the verification. I'm like, that yeah. is that's a false. Like, a whole, yeah it's wild but yeah i'm i'm so over it but i i I like the new social media it was it it gave me like serotonin to like just constantly be tweeting stuff and or threading stuff
0: yeah i think it's fun i mean again i'm not into that type of platform but give me a good video to watch and i will be there Am I, am I a child? Tra- I'm an iPad kid. I, I realized this a couple... Of, actually, it's been a while since I realized this, but I truly am an iPad kid. Like, I need to be watching something while I am doing the dishes, while I'm folding laundry, while I'm cooking. I need something in front of me. Otherwise, I can't do it. Like, I just can't focus.
1: When you wake up in the morning and you're brushing your teeth, do you put your phone in front of you and just go through yeah. TikTok?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, same.
1: There's something mentally wrong with us.
0: Anything that I'm doing that requires me to, like any activity, even like driving. I'm just kidding, not driving. But (laughs) just basically everything.
1: Yeah. Now I feel that. When I'm driving, I have to like, there has to be music or like a podcast or something on. Like I just have to always have information being hit. Like those serotonin hits has to happen.
0: So, are you one of those people it. that has to be watching something in order to eat like you cannot eat your food unless there is something like you will sit there not touch it until there's something on the screen uh, that's yep. not how i am but russell's like that
1: no literally my meal has to be set up in the perfect so i have to have the plate in front of me i have to have two napkins and earth may sometimes three napkins Emily will have like one or two and then the computer has to be set up and it has to be ready for something to play. <laughs> and when there's nothing to watch, it's the most infuriating thing. Cause we can't eat until something is playing. And then like, it, it is this whole ordeal to get like set up. Yeah. And it's funny. You're Cause just, like, like Emily it. and I could just talk to each other. Right.
0: You could, you could just like have a nice conversation.
1: But the toxic gossip train, yeah. like I have to know.
0: That's so funny. Like sometimes if I, if I don't line up our meals perfectly like if my dinner is still cooking and his is done and he's just sitting there waiting for me so that we could watch something he's like giving me the death stare
1: that's really funny emily and yeah. i i don't I, I i don't like having a different meal than emily and i don't know why anytime i'm like i i like want this yeah, tonight. Follow. she's like no I, yeah i think so <laughs> i don't know i really don't know what it is and I, i've seen i think people make tiktoks about it they're like if I want to stop and get something, but she doesn't want to stop, like she doesn't want anything, I won't. Oh, like, I, get that. I get that. Like, okay, okay, here's an example. If we're getting coffee and I want a venti and she's like, I just want a grande, I'm I'm going to, no. <laughs> then I'm just going to get a grande with you. I don't I don't know. I want us to be like matching. I, I don't want to feel guilty about it. I want us to both be excited about getting a big drink or whatever. I so, get that. It. Yeah.
0: It's kind of disrespectful. Like if I say – I want to go get a cookie or like a sweet treat and you say no. That's kind of like you denying it for me. Like you don't want yeah, me like to I'm, get happy in a way.
1: I'm giving you a layup on a way to make me happy. Like I and will then pay instead... for it.
0: Right. Like, no. What do you mean no?
1: Right. <laughs> like, excuse me. I think there's something else nice to this. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm sure the comments
0: will say, and they'll agree with us. It's like psychoevaluate us, I
1: know. Hey, listen, I'm medicated. I have a sweet tooth because estrogen evidently makes you have a sweet tooth, which I didn't know until recently. And I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah, because the amount of sugar that I need in my body is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I had a sweet tooth before transitioning, but now- Like I will fully eat candy for breakfast if like there's nothing else available to me. And the first thing I see, Oh, like there's some Swedish fish. I'm going to have them for breakfast. Just a few. So
1: this is toxic. I mean, I'm going to the gym every morning. I walk like in the sun, I'm trying to get tan. I'm trying to like really feel myself. And so I've been very active lately. I'm constantly walking. I walk for like, I don't know. I try to do like, to an hour and a half to two hours a day and then i do a big workout in the morning so if i want some m ms with my coffee in the morning let me have some
0: m ms with my coffee in the morning that goes well together because i feel like it it's kind of like hot chocolate coffee in a way period so it, it complements it really well <laughs> you, you can just like pop them it, in and let them melt me. yeah exactly you know it's
1: they're from the and time. i put them in the free i don't have like a whole bag of m ms like I have like one of those big bags and then they're in the freezer. And then sometimes I'll just, I'll get one or two and I'll I'll give myself a little treat. But yeah, I think, I think, yeah, it gives us a a pretty bad sweet tooth. But speaking of sweet tooth, have you seen the updates on Colleen Ballinger and all of that stuff going on?
0: (laughs) The transition (laughs) is done. It doesn't make sense.
1: Um, <laughs> Speaking of sweet tooth, candy, children, grooming yeah, children, have you yeah. heard about Honestly, calling Honestly, there, there is kids? a
0: link there. <laughs> but so I heard Trisha. she Was she like sharing Trisha's OnlyFans like stuff with other people? Like with children? So me,
1: while, while being friends with Trisha Paytas, like saying and like being her friend to Trisha... She was going behind Trisha's back to random kids on the internet, like sending them nudes of Trisha Paytas, which is a crime. Um, And essentially it's being like making fun of her body. So a lot of the kids who were talking with Colleen, like they were like engaging in this like shit talking Trisha's body because they're children. Um, And they're also like talking with Colleen Ballinger, fucking Miranda saying. Obviously they're going to go along with what she said. Right. Truly committing a crime and like bullying Trisha Paytas. And like when you're friends with her, it's been like this crazy drama. That's the weirdest part to me, I think. That's where like it gets really muddy and like where it can, it goes truly into like the crime aspect of it. Because if you're sharing nudes of a person, like naked pictures of pornography to a minor, that is not <laughs> legally, I think, okay.
0: I feel like her whole situation has just been a slow descent into she can't recover from this. Like, at first, I was like, okay, like that's weird, but maybe there's no bad intention behind it. And then more things start to come out, and then more things, and then more and more and more. And it's just like, girl, you, how i don't know like once fool me once like oopsie but right. it just seems like it has like throughout her entire career like we have just not known like this has all had been behind closed doors but i mean if you really think about the character of miranda sings she must be deranged in some way to like have thought of this character and like I don't know it it makes sense but colleen herself just has always seemed so wholesome like as a person that that's why it's kind of confusing but i don't know like miranda sings is obviously fucking weird and like she has a weird thing with her uncle and like i don't know if her character like thinks she is like a child still but yeah i think she needs to go to therapy I think that's, she, there's a lot of demons that she needs to wrestle with. And like Miranda is kind of like her way of expressing that. But like, girl, you need some sort of help. Yeah, there's,
1: I, so the drama was bad. And I had heard about the, the whole child grooming kids coming forward like a, over a year ago, I think during 2020, when Adam McIntyre, the like the main kid a part of like the weenies group chat there's all this lore if you guys ha- don't know it I mean I feel like everyone knows it at this point but he made a video in like 2020 uh talking about you know Colleen and it just went under the radar and Colleen was able to deflect so I thought it was going to be a situation like that again where she was going to deflect and but it kept you know piling up more people more 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 people and more kids were saying like hey I felt like during you know our time communicating with Colleen we were pretty much like put in very uncomfortable positions, some kids even saying they're groomed and just feeling like exploited by her. It's really odd, and the relationship she had with them was really, really odd. And I think it wasn't, but I felt like she was probably going to be able to get away with it. But she decides to just not ap- make a video, not apologizing, but fucking singing a song on her ukulele. And, like, that killed me. And I learned the chords of my ukulele. I literally, I went back to my hometown and I picked up my ukulele from my um, my in-law's house and I, like, learned it. Because I was like, this is such an iconic song and I have to learn it.
0: I want to know who... Maybe no one approved it. Maybe they were, like, very strongly against it. They were like, Colleen, please don't do this. Like, don't. And she went ahead with it. But... To have such serious allegations against your name and just having the remote thought that maybe coming on camera and playing a little song and singing about it is going to fix, like, I don't understand what would have possessed her to think that was a good idea. It's so unserious for like such a serious thing. I don't, I genuinely don't understand. That was like when I fully thought to myself, there's something wrong with this lady. Like she said, I'm going to sing on my ukulele. I'm not a groomer. I'm just I like, have, to sing I am have... silly.
1: <laughs> what what did she say? That like The only thing I've groomed are my two Persian cats. That's like a standout lyric in the song. And I had a friend over yesterday and she was like, there's something there's something dead in, in those eyes. And when you That's really look at it, yeah, when you look at her, something's like, she is off. She is not okay. Like something is really, really wrong with her. And, and then I think this just really showed her true colors that like, yeah, she's not really understanding the weight of these accusations. She minimalized um, this, situation that happened with a minor, down to something that she claims is just a fart joke. But this minor went on TikTok and made a video saying how she felt like her body was exploited during a Miranda Sing show because she was brought onto stage wearing a dress and her legs were open in front of everyone. At a Miranda Sings show and she said afterwards she felt like her body was just exploited for these laughs and people were looking at her and the whole interaction she was not comfortable with and it like really, really, you know, it, she was underage and she just didn't know what she was signing herself up for and didn't realize the the weight that that whole situation was going to have. And then for Colleen Ballinger to make that song and then to say, oh, fart joke, haha," like that's, that's not okay. There was there is deep, deep rooted issues there, that like you harmed a fan, like you put someone in a vulnerable, vulnerable position, and you weren't there to protect them. You didn't, you didn't do anything, you just let them be the butt of the joke, and are still continuing making them the butt of your stupid song. And like, I think that's so wrong. And obviously, these kids are hurting from her actions. And I just think that that she has, she, she needs to just not be on the internet anymore because I think she truly is a danger, her and her family. And like, don't even get me started on her brother who was texting underage kids, like DMing them on Twitter. Like it's a whole like fucking awful family full of just like weirdos, truly doing weird things.
0: I was thinking like, what do you do For her, like, I don't think you can really come back from this. Like, what do you do? Apologize and then just disappear off of the face of the planet? She has enough money to do so if she wanted to do that. But, like, I just don't see a redemption arc for her unless it's like 10 years in the future and everyone forgot about her. And she's like, hey guys, I'm coming back. Miranda sings all grown up. But, like, and she's done like
1: what's funny lore is um within my life is that ever since i've met emily emily's like whole persona has like she has she was yeah. like a huge fan of miranda sayings, but she watched miranda with her friend so they like adopted her voice And then it slowly became a part of her her speaking voice and, like, how she, like, says things in certain situations. And so it's really funny to, like, see all this come out and then people messaging Emily being, like, how do you feel? Are you okay? Are you doing good? And and Emily's, like, I didn't care. It was just a funny voice that, like, I do. And then, But it it is funny because, like, she's going to be ingrained in how I speak because I picked it up from Emily and how Emily speaks and how probably a bunch of kids that watched her speak. It's just she's so ingrained because she was so, like – And the moment that she was like really big, she was very popular. And I think a lot of kids watched her and really liked her character, thought it was funny or weird or whatever. And yeah, (laughs) Emily's like whole thing was just just like Miranda Sings, like an, an impression of it. And it kind of became her like sort of like personality just to do that like little voice or whatever. But it is funny to see that everyone's like asking her, like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? As if she's like the keeper, as if she's like this <laughs> mega fan of Miranda yeah. Sands. But it is really funny.
0: I'm going to cancel her if she ever uses that voice in front of me again. <laughs> Canceled um, immediately. Are you a groomer? <laughs> yeah, like if you're using that voice, obviously you still support her.
1: <laughs> I mean, have you seen people like bringing up like a bunch of other things? Like there was like videos of her being like super like racist or making super racist characters. Like she was doing like an, this crazy like mexican accent or there's another like an stereotypical asian accent that she was doing and like it's just it's like really like you start to see these old videos come out of like these popular youtubers like shane dawson and they're all the same they all came from the same like content where it was just like truly like i don't know so much racist shit was just like let like allowed and i don't blame people's previous like their past videos. I don't like, I don't like, I don't say that represents who they are today because I think people can change. I think humor of a time period can definitely change, but it is like really telling when you're like 30 years old and you're saying like a, I don't know, like these really crude jokes against a marginalized identity. I don't know. It's, it's weird.
0: Yeah. And I mean, for her, it's kind of weird because I mean, As Miranda, I feel like she thought she could say whatever she wanted to because, oh, Miranda's like, that's just how she is. She's crazy. Like, she doesn't have a filter. She doesn't know what's etiquette and what's not. And I feel like at the end of the day, that is some sort of extension of her. Like, if she didn't feel like that, why? I feel like she wouldn't have said or made those types of jokes. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. There, there have been a lot of stuff coming out about not only just like child grooming, but also like racism and other stuff. So. Yeah, Colleen, I don't know, girl, you're going to need a miracle to get yourself out of this one, but we need to put down the ukulele. Honestly, throw it away. Like all of the instruments in her house need to be kept away from her at all costs. Because did you see it was the
1: song was put on like Spotify and iTunes for like a week? It was really yeah. funny. People thought she did it, evidently, she didn't do it, but it was put on that would Spotify. have been so much worse. And then people were like, We have to make it trend like, make it more popular than Olivia Rodrigo's vampire that just came out. Like, it has to chart higher. No. And I was like, So ready for it! It's such a bop.
0: It's something.
1: I'm not a groomer, just a loser. Like. Those lyrics,
0: she though thought real hard on
1: that one. Yeah, she and you know what, Slay, like, she did it. She did yeah. a she she part of part of internet culture forever, and we'll love her always for that.
0: Her words will transcend decades and eras <laughs> for sure.
1: But yeah, I, I thought that story was really interesting, and um, and well, I, I'm I'm interested to see how she responds moving forward and if she'll continue to make content because I feel like she will because Shane did granted Shane. I don't, I think Shane
0: took a long has break. a lot
1: of, yeah, he did take a long break. He has, he has a lot of issues, but I don't think he was texting minors and like this degree. And this seems pretty bad mm-hmm. to have a Rolling Stones article, essentially describing your grooming behavior is like insane. And so we'll see where, how she comes back from this, but yeah, I was um very fascinated with the how how everything turned out. So I wanted to talk about that. I know we were in our complaining episode, but I really wanted to talk about it.
0: Well, speaking of groomers, we were called groomers.
1: Oh my god, that's 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 the segue. You did it.
0: <laughs> I just ate that one up. Not
1: wow, lie. period. <laughs> we've yeah, we've been getting called groomers a ton on our yeah. Instagram.
0: So we we have been posting reels on Instagram, you know, just like trying to keep with the times. But for some reason, our videos always end up getting like thousands of views, but it's it ends up on the wrong side of Instagram. And I don't know why it happens every single time. But like anytime we're talking about I think you the one that you did was like the worst talking about how infants or minors are not getting reconstructive surgery. Like that's just not happening. And it, if it is, it's because, uh, of any sort of extreme circumstance and just kind of explaining, you know, misinformation that's leading a lot of people to think that five-year-olds are getting bottom surgery, which they're literally not. And people will like comment, like someone commented, like you're a groomer or like they will comment things that, weren't even relevant to the video at all which lets us know that they didn't even watch it but yeah it's just crazy that i don't know we, that we keep ending up on this how do we end up on the good side of things because it seems like we always don't like it just goes to the other side
1: i'm not sure i like posted a TikTok about the backlash on my personal TikTok because i was feeling really like sad about it i was I wasn't logging into the girlish account because every time I like opened up the comments for it, it was just like too much for me. Um, I specifically, I said when I was about to made that, make that cl- when I made that clip, if you guys watched the episode, I said, I'm going to make a TikTok out of this. Um, I'm going to talk about the truth behind gender affirming care for minors. And I, you know, everything I said was factual. I even provided resources and like, the specific sources i got everything from within the video it was a short like minute long video um and i was just talking about how gender affirming care is not common and it whatever is done with in regards to puberty blockers is reversible and um a lot of this like outrage is like towards like two people like it doesn't have it's not like a super common thing Um, if there's any like people underage who are getting any sort of surgeries i think they have all been 17 at oldest I could that could be wrong but it's like it's it's not this like crazy like thing that a million people are getting and I think a lot of conservatives are thinking that because that's what they're told and um but it didn't even matter so what I said doesn't matter and I'm starting to realize that now that I really wanted to post something on our social medias kind of debunking a lot of the truth of what gender me care does look like for minors, but it doesn't matter because there's no winning with people with conservative people who just already feel this way about our community. They're going to believe what they want to believe. They're going to they're going to see us the way that they want to see us. And it's really sad because I'm a human being and I and I don't think that they are registering this that I'm literally a functioning member of society. I'm contributing to, you know, our economy. I mean, I lost my job, but I like I was working. I'm a full-time student. I'm truly, and I'm as involved into my local community as possible, really doing normal people thing. I'm a normal person existing within America. And this is my home. I live in Florida. This is where I grew up. Like, this is who I am. I go grocery shopping every day. You know what I mean? Or I go grocery shopping and I'm just like out and I exist. and and, And these people are saying these awful things about me. And it's just so untrue and it's obviously really heartbreaking because they're attacking my community and I didn't do anything and we don't do anything. And to me, it's just really heartbreaking because we don't deserve that. We are like, we are normal people doing, living our normal lives. And a lot of us are being called this and it's going to result in a lot of real world harm. All the comments that I received on that video, just like made me even more and more like sad and angry and frustrated because. One, they didn't watch the video. And two, everything they said is just like for, like more and more like just common misconceptions, misinformation that they're just spouting. And um, I feel like a lot of times conservative people, they exist in these anecdotes and not in real life, real world statistics. So I feel like a lot of the proof that Republicans have are well my cousin's uncle, little sister's best friend, next door neighbor has had gender affirming care. And it's like, that's not how real world statistics work. That's not how things really are. If you like break things down, the this, this stats for, you know, people, kids getting gender affirming care is very, very low. It's not a common thing. And it is really frustrating that they're, they're claiming these things based off just like, yeah, it doesn't, I don't know. It it. it it is super frustrating that I feel like we have to constantly defend ourselves against these attacks being called things like groomers is really heartbreaking and really sad um, and I think it's really ironic whenever we're getting you know those words directed towards us I go on their account and they have like bible verses on their bio and I'm like, and the, the hypocrisy of everything is just wild to me so i'm I've, I've been really bummed out that that this has been happening more and more and i don't know if you feel it but i feel that this is like the most negative like comments i've ever received in my entire like online any videos i've ever posted even my coming out to my dad video the like the support to like not support ratio was not this bad like this video is all hate comments and then even the people in the comments are priding themselves about how everyone in the comment, like no one believes this bullshit. Like people are like excited that everyone's like ganging up like on us in the comments. So I just, it's really sick. And I don't know, it makes me really frustrated at the world right now.
0: Yeah. I feel like being on the internet and posting about our lives for this many years this time, like 2023 is definitely the worst, like that I have ever seen. I've been called everything under the sun, like literally everything. And it never really bothered me. But now it's to the point where it's not really due to ignorance anymore. I mean, it is still due to ignorance, but these people fully believe what they're saying. And it's not even a discussion, or I don't even have a sense of dialogue with these people. It's you can't win. Like you said, it doesn't matter what we say. They will not agree with us. I truly think if a trans person made a cure for cancer and was trying to administer it to them, they would probably deny it. Like there's nothing that we could do to change their mind. It's already been made up and that's sad, but I guess that's fine. At the end of the day, I don't think we can really take it too much to heart, because our content is not for you. So yeah, it sucks that they're commenting on it and being so hateful. But at the end of the day, they're not our target audience. We know through other people's feedback and comments and DMs that we've gotten, that we have had a positive impact on people's lives. So I guess that's what i think about mostly it's like okay if you think i have a mental illness like good for you but i know that i don't i know that i'm perfectly fine and i know that i'm not doing anything to compromise my integrity as a person like if you want to call me a groomer because i think we should give children the benefit of the doubt and give them the care that they need then okay like that's fine but yeah at the end of the day it just sucks that our content it's being used as like a joke for people that aren't even really meant to watch it. Like, it's not for you. Like, I don't know. I just think everyone has this idea that everything on the internet is for them. Like they are meant to consume everything. And that's not the case. Like I'm not over here commenting on religious TikTokers or anything like that, because that's not for me. I'm, I don't have any experience with that. I don't identify with religion. So why would I waste my time watching something that I don't identify with? And I guess that's the biggest difference between them and us is that we have the ability to mind our own business and to carry on, whereas they do not. If we or the entire world does not think exactly like them, it's a problem. And there's really nothing that you can do to change the mind of someone who doesn't want to negotiate or change their stance or even loosen up just a little bit to learn something more or to learn about a perspective of another person. Like it's really a dead end.
1: Have you seen Rana a campaign ad? Like he did like a deep fried like meme, alpha male edit, like very like weird, like, I don't know how to explain it, but he did like a political ad and it was edited to be like, I'll have to show it to you because it's super like cringe. But um, he was just like gloating, like in the ad, it's like like alpha male music. I don't know if you've ever like seen it. I'll have to, I'll have to show you, but it's just like, you know, playing and they're trying to present Trump as this like anti-LGBT can- or like pro-LGBT candidate. And there's like headlines of like Ronda sanchez saying like, he like these draconian bills that um, um, Ron DeSantis is like anti-LGBT bills he's passing. And like, I don't know, he's just gloating about being super anti-LGBT. And now a lot of gay Republicans are like, wait, like, this is new, like people like now he's like really going after gay people. And it's like, of course, because it's not going to just end with trans people. Um, you open up the floodgates to hate a marginalized group of people, you exterminate them, and then it's going to leak into these other marginalized identities and that's what's going to happen. So gay people are going to be targeted. People of color are going to be targeted if they're not already being targeted. Like it's, it's not going to end with trans people because obviously we're not the ones in the wrong. We're just existing. We just want to live our lives. And that's what's so frustrating is at the end of the day, I'm just trying to live my life. Like I I don't care what anyone else thinks of me, whatever, but I just want to like exist and function normally. I want to have that privacy between me and my doctor to get the healthcare that I know that is safe for me to take. And I want everyone else to have that right. And I don't know why we can't let that happen. Why all of a sudden I'm this, this like, this disgusting human being just because I'm just trying to exist in my life the way that is right for me the way that I'm you know what I mean I don't know I just feel like that's just being taken from us and that's super selfish
0: it's scary I've been so exhausted by politics lately because I feel like four eight twelve years ago like obviously the democratic party would show their support for the LGBT community, but the Republicans weren't like actively saying like, we hate gay people or like you all have mental illnesses. Like they just didn't talk about it. Or maybe they didn't agree, but it wasn't like a selling point for their campaign. Like vote for me because I hate gay people and I don't think they deserve rights. But now that's literally the selling point for the Republican party is that we don't like the gays. We don't like trans people. We don't think they should get the care that they need. We don't even think that they should be able to go to the bathroom. So if you think that way too, you should vote for us. Like that is a selling point for them. And that's what's scary because it's like, they're always like, oh, it's, you always politicize your gender identity. Well, like, look what you're doing. Like you're, you're trying to gain votes off of the basis of being homophobic or transphobic. So we, we can't even exist in a space that isn't political anymore because we have been dragged into it against our will. And that is what is annoying to me.
1: Yeah, there was the, during the Trump presidency, there was a lot of conversation within North Carolina about banning uh, trans people to go to the restroom of their choosing. um, And I think during that time, Trump was like, was like, who cares? And I think that kind of just pushed everyone to not think about it. And everyone's like, yeah, like, who cares? And like, nothing's happened. Like, I don't think there's been any crime involving a trans person in a bathroom. And obviously it's not a deal. So he was just like, why are we do- mess- messing with anything if this isn't a big deal? Um, but like, yeah, you know, there was all, there was the trans military ban. So I think it's been lingering and they've been like breeding, like re- these like really crazy, like ideas in people's heads. And then I think Ron Santos is a result of this like cancerous viewpoint of like wokeism and like woke is bad and all this stuff. And it's just, it's insane. They can't even define woke, but woke is bad. And yeah, I think that's kind of been super scary with how politics is becoming because it's not even about, it's, I mean, I can, I can debate whether or not politics is ever about opinions. Like I truly think politics is always what's right and what's wrong. What's like, what's better for the human, like the humanity of, of everybody. But um, I feel like now it's really gone to the point of like, of a, I hate this entire population. I hate this group. I want them to die and I want them to suffer. And that's like one part of the political party who's evidently the religious part, who believes God loves, but evidently not not if you're trans, a person of color, gay, whatever. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been very scary to seeing how crazy this has been progressing. Florida is bad and I really want to get out. I just have no means to. And it's been something that has been super hard on me because I really want to get out of here. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I went on a road trip recently to my hometown. It's a three hour drive, and I can't go to the restroom in um in a rest stop anymore because if I were to, God forbid, get clocked, I could go to jail. So, um, like that's a real thing that's happening. So Emily and I have like made like I literally have been bringing a cup just in case I have to pee. But like we're we've been trying to like make plans and talk about like what do i do if i have to use a the restroom there's like little things like that that just are super unfair and like um i think it's gonna just continue to be like this as long as these crazy people have the power and are able to manipulate people to believing that we're this random like this threat when i'm like I don't, i don't i like i don't i don't even i don't think many of these people have ever seen a single trans person in their entire lives yet they want to dictate their entire personality into hating us. And it just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's sad because like, it would make me feel uncomfortable if like a presidential candidate based their campaign on like abolishing religion. Like I'm not religious, but I don't think anyone has the right to say that no one can subscribe to any specific type of religion. But it's just unfortunate that the other side doesn't think that way. Like I said, there is no balance between I can do, I can live my life and then you can live yours. And if we don't agree, that's okay. It's my way is right. You are wrong and mentally disturbed and mentally ill. And you need to be in jail like that. That is their way of doing things. And that's the saddest part. Because again, how do you come to a middle ground if one side doesn't want like they don't want to they've already made their decision and that's what's frustrating because it's like we can't do it we cannot win we cannot win I have I was talking to someone one of my coworkers, and she is in Florida and she said you have to show your ID to get into a drag show now like you you can't go in as a minor like it's illegal which again is another thing like that's fucking insane.
1: My, the Curia, <laughs> the place that we helped get a resource um, that the podcasting resource has a drag show. And um, I think since the ban has been blocked, the drag band, but it's kind of in this limbo, but that was a big fear of that. It was gonna affect their, their business, a local business, a small business is going to be affected by these crazy laws which these people are like so pro small businesses when actually in actuality they're not. But yeah, Curia was as, uh, affected by those drag bands too because the, the drag performance happens outside in their space. So then it has to be labeled as 18 plus and then it becomes this like crazy thing where it's like, how do you do that? And it's, yeah, it's really sad. Just
0: fuck us, I guess. Honestly, when are we going to get our next big win? Like I'm waiting. I like what is it going to no, be? I know there's like, what would you I, want it to be? Just to, like really reinvigorate us to keep going and not be depressed all the time.
1: I, I, I don't know. Like I feel like I wish that there was a president. Like I, I'm so frustrated with our current president who. If the if a million people, like a millions of people are hating trans people, and you slightly lean and give them something, then it's really bad. And I felt like Biden did that recently with I think allowing like something to pass regarding trans people in sports. He like gave it to them. He said like Yeah, trans people shouldn't be in sports or whatever. Um, I don't have a specific like law in front of me, but. That was like something. And I just wish that there was a president that just like did not lean into that at all. And that was more vocal about the anti-LGBT legislation that's being passed and how awful that is. And I just feel like there's not enough pushback from the, you know, Democratic Party as like, you know, like to protect us. So I really wish that that just even that slight just nod from like a president being like these people are crazy, like these people like this, they're just so misinformed but that's not happening. Instead, Republicans are able to market this as like they're coming after our children and, and it's definitely really affecting us. And so I, I'm really worried about that. But I just, I need Florida to stop the the ban for, um, which I think they, there's been a pause on for the, for the gender affirming care. I need, I wish that that could be okay because I'm worried about my own gender affirming care. I really want to leave i'm really trying to convince emily to go to la finally so we'll see we've moved before we can do it again
0: mm-hmm. and we'll i'll s- be here so
1: period we
0: can, like, <laughs> hang out that's priceless like the it's really expensive here but hello i'm here it's like that's part of the price That's like,
1: and that would be like a really big reason. It's like, well, I can, I can see Gage and that'll be fun. We have a friend there. We have someone that we know there and we know the politics are good there. So I'm willing to, I definitely want to go. Yeah. I think it's time. I don't know. We'll see. I love my home though. Part of me is like, I shouldn't have to give it up. Mm. But at what point is it like silly to stay?
0: Yeah, I agree. Well... We officially complained for an hour and five minutes. Period. Which I wasn't worried about. Like, I knew we could do it. But there's one thing about us is that we can complain.
1: We can go on and on and on and on. Yeah,
0: I could keep going, if really. But I think that's probably a good place to end it here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, probably. But, yeah, I'm I'm happy that we're going to talk about this. I really have been wanting to get on here and just, like, let it off my chest, my whole losing my job things. So I'm happy I was able to do that. Um, again, if anyone's hiring, please let me know. <laughs> I can do plenty of skill. I'm in grad school for education. Mm-hmm. I promise I'm, I'm really great. She's an I'm educated a
0: hard worker.
1: I can I'm an educated instructional designer. I can edit videos. I just am really good at creating e-learning content. So hire me, please.
0: Oh. I second that. I've seen There's it. So serious help. <laughs> I'm manifesting next time or within the next few episodes, you will come on here and announce your new job or that
1: you um, Okay. Thanks everyone for listening. If you like this episode, uh give us a follow everywhere. Um you can find us at Curlish Podcast and support us. Yeah, everywhere.
0: Yeah. So thank you all for listening to us ramble again for another week. Um, we hope you have a good rest of your week and we'll see you soon. And stay safe out there, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, (laughs) bye. Bye.